and welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. And Ted T.S. Spiridis. And Katie. And JP. Happy playoff week. Happy section week. Happy NHL playoffs. Happy wedding week. Shout out Aaron Wiederhoft. Happy uh, year-end week at work. Happy, I don't think so. Happy, I don't know what else. What else? What did I miss? I feel like I'm missing. It's a, it just seems like a big week. Energy was high even pre-me pressing record. How are the people doing here? And This is early for us. Super early. Energy is going to be way higher. It's it's only 9.15. I, I was um I was grabbing my stuff to come downstairs to the studio and it was like still light out. Yeah. Didn't know how I don't know how to podcast in, in during the day. During the <laughs> gotta be night. Um, but yeah, no good energy. Uh U eight girls season kicked off last night. Well, kicked off a couple weeks ago with practice, but first official scrimmage ever for well, for my daughter. There's a couple that played last year, but um U eight girls, uh big jamboree this weekend. So fire up. Um got that going on. Well they scrimmage. Rosemount. Right was, was it a barn burner? It's a pretty good game. Um, you know, no goalies and eight you for girls. Um, uh, yeah, no, no goalies four v four. No offsides. No offsides. Yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good battle. But they did take away the like you need to make three passes before you can take a shot. Absolutely love that uh, because I, I mean, some I there's days where like high school teams can't string together three passes. Like, how are you expecting U eights to develop? It is attempted passes. It was attempted passes. It Regardless, was, yeah. now it's one attempted pass. It got and it. it's so I, much more realistic. Yeah, no, like, yeah three and, is a lot. I, I will say, like, all the girls are very much, like, trying to attempt a pass. And, like, then they can scoop it up and go to the net and take a shot. So they're still developing their skills, but it's not like you have to make three pa- connect on three passes as a, you know, a, a six and seven year old. So that, that was cool. So Ted's diving deep into the youth girls lacrosse world. Katie, how about you? What's going on with, uh, in your world? Um, well, I have some of this infamous salsa in front of me that I was told I have to try fire. Let's dive into it. Let's not waste another second. Ted, Sparides and co i don't know who else helped you with this maybe you can give us the backstory but ted Sparides and co made some smoky salsa i gave a big review on the instagram the boys were absolutely buzzing about the review there my uncle's like where where can i buy this from he he tried it in my backyard right after i gave the review um katie's about to try it we got i'm gonna, I'm gonna pour myself a bowl because i've i dove deep into this earlier um you just put the entire jar in that bowl. Um, yeah. Hey, so, Ted, there's going to be none left. I'm going to need another jar. I'm going to need another jar. I got a whole Pyrex full uh, of it. So a uh, couple things. First of all, remember when we had like that whole salsa? We had like a four-week run of like salsa talk in our podcast like last year. If it's supposed to be on eggs, not on eggs, you know, all that stuff. Yep. Oh, yeah, I was in the Discord. I believe JP said... He really liked homemade salsa, right? Or is that you who said you had like um like a family or something that gave you homemade salsa and, and you really liked it? Yeah, my mom's cleaning lady would bring us salsas. So So yeah. shout out JP. Like I think from that point I was I was like, I should make salsa. 
Um, and Annie, my wife, Annie has made homemade salsa in the past. And it was actually her idea a couple days ago was like, we should do smoked salsa. And I'm like, you know what? I've seen some people online doing that. So I have to give some credit to meat church because it was the base of the recipe was his recipe. I did do a couple tweaks, a couple small tweaks, but generally it was his recipe. Um, I have a couple more tweaks that I think I'm going to do next time. Um, but I'm glad you like it. I, I like it too. It's good. I love it. My uncle loves it. He's trying to buy it. Katie, uh, looks like you're starting to dive into it here. What are your thoughts? Are you as fired up? I gave it a first round pick. I didn't know that. I didn't watch the rest of the, the, uh, thing I showed the girls. Um, I will, I'll dive in. How, how honest do you want me to be? Brutally. Brutally honest. honest. Well, I only take this superior chip, the donkey triangle. I hate the donkey chip. Hate the donkey chip. Um, I don't want to like chew on, on, on mic, but I don't have a mic. Um, initial thoughts for someone who hates a chunky salsa. This is awfully chunky. Uh, that was Annie's decision. She got it supposed to pulse the blender to desired consistency and she was like i think that's good so when your wife says i think that's good that means it's good um and and that's not super chunky i don't like you like a thin salsa i do i do i would go i would have personally gone thinner if if i had the choice but i didn't um Um, it smells really good like i can smell the salsa so that's a good sign um, it's a good, like I, I, it looks appetizing. It looks like a good homemade salsa. I'm going to mute myself while I crunch and chew. The suspense. Is do you, killing. do you want me to chew for you? Like, are you, are you self-conscious? Like I can add a here. I, I will happily chew into the mic. No one wants to hear that. No, no one wants to hear that. This is like kind of spicy. In- it's just kind of intimidating to get like your cooking reviewed on a podcast that um it's very spicy. Twenty. Like, it's a good. I like spicy, so it's not like I'm not dying, but I'm like I'm in a sort of medium. Think, yeah, I would think this is a hot salsa. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, it's spicy. Um, my only opinion was that it's too salty. That was one of the tweaks. Um, I followed way too salty. Followed the recipe based on measurements, and I, that was the first thing I noticed. To uh, I had to pull back on the salt. Perfect smoke. Okay, so that was my question. I'm okay with the salt personally, but if you want to pull it back a little bit, cool. Um, what? So, what was the smoking process like? What did you actually smoke? So, um, tomatoes like tomatoes that were halved. So you cut off the ends, have them uh, like Roma tomatoes, like medium sized ones, um, onions and jalapeno peppers. And I threw a couple Serrano peppers in there as well. Um, I was going to do a, I hop- love a Serrano pepper going to do a habanero. Cause I didn't think this was going to be spicy enough, but it, it has plenty of spice with what I did. Um, it was spicier than I thought it was going to be. Uh, the original you mentioned less cilantro and I would keep the cilantro. Interesting. I and I don't I don't love cilantro. My wife loves it. That's um, I love it. It's probably staying in. Um and the 
original recipe. Uh, I don't know if I want to give away all my secrets, but I, I can. It's fine. Um, original recipe called for white onions. I did one white, one red, and a shallot. And so, and then there's garlic, uh, roasted garlic in a foil, and then you like you know squeeze it. It gets all like like basically paste. Uh, and that and cilantro and salt and lime juice, and it just goes in a blender after it's smoked. Um, as far as my smoking process, two twenty five for like two hours. I might go a little less next time. They got a little bit wilty. Okay. Uh, but I um I cranked up the smoke on my smoker. So like normally, I think there's like eight or ten levels. And usually it's just out of five. That's just the default. And I went up to like eight, I think. So it just gives it a little bit more. Uh, I thought the smoking, I thought the smokiness stayed in the vegetables pretty, pretty well. So yeah, I, yeah. no, I definitely can taste it. <clears throat> nice, good amount. Um, maybe, maybe you can add like a little water to make it a little bit. Annie likes it chunky, but like it could be a little thinner. Like it could have a little bit more like juice. Yeah. So we'll... My mouth is on fire. It's good. It's a good in a good way. That could be like a premium, you know, like in the premium section of down the alley. You can you can put in your recipes. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. It, it did come out a little salty, but um, for first time doing it, um, it actually was salvageable, which is not always the case. So, um, it uh, I'm glad you guys like it. Enough about the salsa, JP. Over to you. I got a question for you. I got I I got a picture i believe probably sideline um or it's still sideline camera sideline camera sideline yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so still sideline sideline with a with a with a hot dog that you said was potentially grossly if not fraudulently overpriced I, I i need a deep dive on that hot dog situation at least i test it looked overpriced yeah, so um, <clears throat> I got two issues with Rosemount today. Um, not the team. Team did great today. Played played fine. Um, I was at the Rosemount-Jefferson game. Most highly anticipated round one matchup of section playoffs. We'll get into a deep dive on that later. Um, first time at the Rosemount High School. Nice place. You know, good field. Got a nice Rosemount banner on the grass. All stenciled in. Looks good. And every game I've gone to this year, I have pretty much skipped dinner to go to. So I'm always hungry at halftime and I tend to go get a hot dog and I should have kept better notes. Cause I think this would have been interesting content to rank each stadium's concessions. I was getting hot dogs at them. I might be able to pull something out of the back of my brain um, for some postseason content. We'll see. But if I were to do that, it is without a doubt in my mind, the Rosemount concession stand would go straight to the bottom $4 for a hot dog that was maybe five inches long and like easily just boiled, not on a grill, not, not even on a pan, like no, nothing. It was like they pulled it out of the, the grocery store bag and put it in the microwave and said, here you go. That'll be $4. Are you, you kidding did me? put mustard on it and a bun. You got a bun. I got a bun that cost maybe a nickel to buy i mean come on they, they made you can't they buy anything with a nickel so 400 profit on that hot dog i i was like already in a, a sour like caffeinated mood when i got that hot dog and i was so tempted while i was looking down at it after the guy handed it to me to look up and be like it really and i didn't because that would have been rude and he's just slinging hot dogs there's nothing he can do about it but i mean come on four dollars 
for a, a five inch dog. I, I finished it in two bites. It was ridiculous. And then this is another issue. This is a more serious issue. So I understand you have turf fields, right? And you have to paint these fields permanently and lacrosse is a new sport. And the, the differences between the girls and boys games don't always get expressed to the ADs and the people painting the fields. Are you going to, are you going to go on a rant about universal lines? It's, it's not the sidelines that are the problem, but it's the creases that are the problem. Like it, yeah. the, the boys game gets completely changed around when you take five yards of space out from behind the net, like putting your crease on the, the, the universal fields doesn't actually take any space out behind because it the field then instead of having a strike through the middle of the end zone, it goes all the way to like the back of the end zone, but it adds five yards to the top of the box. So that I didn't know. So the box is 25 yards long instead of 20. Oh, yeah. That's so weird. I don't the get space like, seems weird doing that. It's just less lines on the field. I guess, but like it less just choose a different color. Or more efficient. Less paperwork, less work. So lazy. JP, I have your back on this one. Um, I have your back on this one. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's the girls' crease, and they yep. use the girls' crease for the boys' game, right? Yep. 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 I don't and know. We, I so we played just... at Rosemount. Rosemount, like, Rosemount's Rosemount. It was fine. The, the, the one that was bad was Lakeville North. That field, the way, I don't know if anyone else has played there. Ted, if you played there this season... The, the sidelines were tight. It was like football sidelines. And then the longer box, that field, that's the one I have a major stink with. Rosemont's Rosemont. Rosemont's fine. A um, couple other ones I think we played on were fine. Like, it's okay. It's, it's, you, you can deal with it. Still annoying. Five yard difference here and there, whatever. But um, the Lakeville North field needs to get fixed, in my opinion. Yeah, that sounds like absolute shambles. Um, but yeah, I mean, Rosemount, I'll come back next year. I mean, I, I, you're going to have to upset a diner to get a home game again in section. So if you do, maybe I'll come back this year. But the concession stand really needs some re reevaluating. I mean, come on, $4. I don't care if it's the best hot dog in the world. $4 for a concession stand hot dog. That, that's So that's I'm interested. I'm interested to hear from... GTA Nation, uh, especially Goltz. I know Goltz has strong opinions on concession stands, so I'm sure we'll hear from him and the rest of GTA Nation. You know, is this inflation, um, or is this some, or is this some private school privilege from JP complaining? You know, I, I'm in. You know, are they going to be, or or do they have your back, or do they agree with you? I'm interested to see what GTA Nation, um, you know, kind of comes back with tomorrow uh, when this podcast launches. One last hot dog fact. I've never paid more than $3 for a concession stand hot dog this season. And a dollar more at that low of a price is significant. Well, that's a, that's a 33% markup that's on huge. top of probably already, you know, the markup, you know, the, on top of the margin. So that it was, it, it was this, the worst hot dog I've had. And that's the difference between me getting one and two, you know, I'll pay six bucks for two hot dogs. I won't pay $8 for two. Well, you pay, yeah. $8. You, for, you could get Chipotle for $8. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also for eight bucks. <laughs> there you go. You got to open up a stand for uh, the next games. Yeah. All right. I think people are probably starting to tune out on the food chat. It's starting to starting to bounce thirty seconds ahead here. So, um, let's jump into playoff games. Playoffs sections started this week. 
I believe the first games were technically on Memorial Day. There's some Memorial Day playing games, which in my opinion is absolutely wild. I don't know if we should continue that. Let people watch college lacrosse on Memorial Day. We can play high school games the rest of the time, but I'm sure there's a good good enough reason somewhere um, from decision makers above me on why that might be happening. Regardless, uh, we've had, what, that makes it four days, four days of section games. Um, we can start on the boys' side. Boys' side, uh, any interesting games Monday? Uh, there may have been a couple on Tuesday. Games started getting really interesting last night and tonight. Um, Ted, I'll shoot over to you to start off the boys here. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I don't think Monday Monday had only two, I think, or three that were just like the pigtail, like playing games. And it probably just came down to field space, refing, um, timing, that kind of thing. Um, you know, obviously aside, I mean, even in like section six, which is the most competitive section, probably uh, maybe section two, these, uh, you know, these first round matchups and quarterfinal matchups can be a little bit one-sided. Um, I know that in, on the boys' side, New Prague beat Mankato. That's technically an upset. Um, so they will move on. Um, tonight, um, Chaska, shout out to Chaska. They battled Shakopee, uh, six uh they they lost five to six but i i didn't think that game was going to be as close as it was so tip of the cap to chaska they absolutely battled in that game i watched the end um they had a chance to win it to be honest um but shakopee good team found a way to win even if they won ugly um and that they will move on um according to sources i had a source who had a source that was allegedly a ref of that game saying Chaska jumped out to an early 3-1 lead. Uh, their goalie was making huge saves. Could have gone either way. Uh, a lot of 36 bias. We've got a lot of uh, players on Chaska. Uh, they got a few studs on offense um, that play 36. A few mutants on defense. So, um, you know, yeah, huge shout out to those guys that, that, that we know personally and, um, a good, you know, I would say probably 99% of, you know, the state was probably sleeping on that game. They made it really interesting. People are talking, I'm getting text messages from sources and sources of sources. So yeah, major shout out to Chaska. It sounds like it could have gone either way down to what the final minute was that when the game winner went? Chaska had the ball with three minutes left in the game, five, five. Um, and I think the, it was either a, a cause turnover by Shakopee defense or a save by their goalie. I, I can't remember. And then Shakopee was able to get that last possession and scored with just over a minute, won the face off, was able to clear and kill the clock. Um, but it's funny because today in the blog, I, I, I did, I don't want to call it a rant, a maybe a mini rant about these first round section games and even quarterfinal games being like just such a mismatch. And um, I, as soon as I hit publish, I knew that somebody would come to play. It doesn't surprise me that Chaska came to play that, you know, they're, they're a well-coached team. They're a proud team. 
They feel like they got some, they, they're trending in the right direction. And it doesn't surprise me that they gave uh shock P a game. Cause you know, they were going to leave it all out there. Um, but I, I really respect that because I think this time of year, it is easy to like see like, while we're playing the number one team or the number two team and just sort of mail it in and be like, we have no chance. So we're just going to like show up and not try. Um, and that that certainly happens, but um, I would say this has been that was like one of the most competitive games and the quarters, and it was a it was Chaska's a seven seed against Shakopee two, so um, just goes to show section two is strong. Um, I'm just kind of look, I'm just going through basically each section and just kind of seeing what if there's any upsets. Well, I noticed tonight seven um Anoka beat Blaine seven to four. Weren't we pretty high on Blaine? Was that do you think that's te- technically an upset? You guys keep saying it's a year of the upset. Has there been any I, other I would like, call that huge upset. Yeah, I would oh. call that an upset. You know, Anoka, the tornadoes love the brand. Um I, I would call that an upset. We were really high on Blaine. I totally um, didn't pre-season. think that. I mean I knew we talked about Blaine, but I was like, oh that's kind of an interesting score. Technically an upset. It was five over four. So um, at, those are the games that were most likely to be good games, right? Just based on seeding. Um, Anoka and Blaine played early in the year to a really close game. So um, I wrote about this one on the blog saying that had a potential to be another close game. Shout out to Anoka. Big win for them uh, in, in section seven. And they'll get... Uh, uh, Chisago did win tonight, so they'll play Chisago Lakes, um, next week. So nice job by them. Um, section six, I think everybody, one, two, three, four, all one, or right. If Rosemont was four, Jefferson was five, correct? Yep, yep. One, two, three, four, no upsets, but as expected, JP, you were there. Jefferson, Rosemont, probably the, probably the, uh, on paper, the toughest matchup in the, like first round in the quarter, yeah. um, two very close teams. Um, and they played to a six, five game earlier in the year. So very similar result. Um, and so that, that was a competitive game. JP, any, any notes on that game? You know, obviously that was a type of score you'd probably expect from, you know, Jefferson likes to keep it close, low scoring defensive battle. Um, you know, any, what, what any notes or, or thoughts on that game? I mean, yeah, it was it was kind of played out exactly how I imagined it would. Um, first quarter had five goals, is three to two Rosemount, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe we might be getting a twenty goal game here, and then just really slowed down. It, like it, a seven to five game, really, we'll call it six five again. Kind of a garbage time goal from Rosemount in the end there. Um, on paper, that sounds like a bad game, but Rosemount goalie had. 12 saves uh jefferson goalie had to have had at least 12 um so goalies were standing on their heads i mean players were getting shots but the defense was making it hard they were up in everyone's face every time someone was taking a shot long possessions not a lot of penalties i mean the game flew by i was telling my fiance that like five o'clock games need to be a thing of the future because i was home by 7 25 and i did a full interview i was talking to some guys i knew uh, from Jefferson after the game, shout out Gilly. Um, so like, it was great. Um, I mean, it, it was could have seen either team really win it. I saw two of the best goals I've seen in my life, um, from both teams. I, I had my photo camera out for the Rosemount one, uh, which is a big bummer, but, uh, uh, 
backhander from like eight yards off GLE, two guys on him. I got a picture of him getting like hit in the neck as he's doing it, stings it far away corner. Um, shout out. Who is that? Number that six. is Cam Number Johnston. Um, absolutely amazing goal from, from Rosemont there. And then uh, Kevin Graff diving goal from behind the net again, six yards out from, from the goal line uh, end of the half two to, to bring it within one. I mean, both teams were selling out today. It was clearly playoff across. I don't have to see any other game to know it was probably the most evenly matched game, I would say. Um, and both teams knew it going into it. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun one to be at. Section eight uh, ended up being one, two, three, four as well uh, in, into the semis. But Providence Academy, the seven seed, um, Playing Elk River, the two seed, tough to a 10-8 game. So shout out Providence. I know they've been kind of up and down this year. Um, our guy, Coach Turnbull, is there. Uh, had the boys buzzing. Uh, and I believe they were up 6-2 to two at halftime when I looked at the uh, box score. So shout out to Elk River for not panicking, sticking to the game plan, ended up winning the game. Uh, but great, another great seven-two battle there. Yeah, I talked uh, to Turnbull a little bit. Um, I, sh I should have pulled out more details, but yes, they were up by four. They came out buzzing, um, and and so they're up four at half. Uh, so yeah, shout out Elk River, uh, staying in it, making the adjustments they needed to make uh, to win that game. But Providence Academy, I can confirm with sources, they made it. Difficult. It was not an easy win for Elk River. Providence Academy almost made my uh, my pick was for them being the section champ look real nice at the beginning of the year. Everyone gave me a lot of crap for that one. Minnetonka uh, so. getting back in the win column. Um, I guess they did the other night uh, with their big win over Southwest Christian, but uh, rematch tonight against Buffalo Bison. Ended up winning 10-6. They are the five. Buffalo was the four, so technically an upset but you know those games are always tough um so uh shout out to minnetonka for uh moving on they will play chan hassan who took care of mound west tonka and then um shakopee moves on as well into the semis so we got one two five and i don't know if eden perry orno is done i feel like it should be at this time nine fourteen at night Let's see. I don't even see them. Are they, where are they on this uh, list here? They play tomorrow, maybe. I will check. They Wait, play say it one more time. They play tomorrow? Play tomorrow night. Eden Prairie and Orono. For some reason, they're playing tomorrow night. I don't know why. It looks like it's all the section four quarters and then the last section two quarter. Maybe there was a graduation conflict. Probably. Issue. Um, a lot of weird stuff. There was a game at like 1 p.m. today. Um, I'm looking at, I'm like, Guys, get... there's a girls' one tomorrow at like two. So, I know we have one for graduation. Maybe it's graduation. Yeah, it's, it's graduation. That's usually what it is. Um, and so 
Shock P will play the winner of Eden Prairie Orono. That could be a good game, Eden Prairie Orono tomorrow night. Or um, Orono's been making a noise. They've been they've been keeping games close. I feel um, like Eden Prairie and Orono are very similar. I feel like they've played a lot of close games, like not blowing the doors off offensively, but have things figured out defensively. A lot of uh, one goal overtime type games. Um, that could be a more competitive matchup than maybe you would think at three versus six. Um, I mean, section two has proved that upsets are very much a possibility. Um, and so that could be interesting. And then all four of the section four quarters, two games at 2 PM and a game at five and a game at seven. So you could probably catch three. If you're a section four fan, you could probably catch three of, of the four games tomorrow if you wanted to. Um, I talked a little bit about this section. I think these quarterfinals are, I feel like these have, this is the best like slate of quarters I felt out of all the sections. Um, White Bear to Tino is like, that's an interesting game to me. Hill Murray Moundsview is interesting. I Stillwater Roseville, obviously I think Stillwater is going to win that game, but Roseville has been scoring goals this year. Like offensively, they look solid. And then Matamita Irondale, we talked a little bit about that um, last podcast. And and you know maybe Irondale didn't have the the season that they would have hoped they had, but I don't think they're like an easy out by any means as a as a seven seed. So or whatever whatever they are, seven or six. So um, there those are some interesting games and a lot of you know teams that are kind of you know know each other well and stuff. So. Um, a lot of good lacrosse tomorrow night too. Uh, let's bump over to the girls. Uh, I'm starting to peek at scores. Um, Katie, the floor is yours. Yeah, nothing. Uh, there were a couple games on Monday. Nothing really to like run home about. A couple like more northern teams. Um, but Tuesday. It caught my eye that Anoka upset Blaine. Well, not upset, I guess. I don't know if it's an upset, but the the girls, there was a couple matchups that the both the boys and the girls is the same seating. So they Anoka then took that by a goal. So that's kind of a fun, it's fun to have a first round game be a close game. So Anoka took that home. The tornadoes, baby. Yeah. I don't know what section are they in? In seven and then lost. Today, oh, did they lose today to Champlain Park? Which Champlain Park, pretty sure they're gonna take that. Um, one, they're gonna take the cake on the social media. Shout yes. out to them, shout out to us. That their they gave post us a shout out. today, their yeah, post was today so was cool. incredible. It really was like it really brought a smile to my face. Today, I'm not gonna lie, as much as like my voice kind of makes me cringe, it like it was a cool, cool post. Um, and we do think that they're gonna take the section. Um, so, but shout out to Anoka and Blaine, Blaine, I guess they're the eight and the nine, but a close game. It's like we said, it's kind of fun to have those close games, um, like in the, in the first round, I guess it's not even a quarterfinal because it was like the play in game. Um, so, but shout out to then Chamberlain Park for, for getting the job done and on their way to hopefully win that section. Um, then I guess that was kind of it for Tuesday. Nothing else is sticking out to me unless anything's sticking out to you guys. No, no it looks um, like two, three, four in section seven, as well as section one. 
uh, section three looks like Simley beat Woodbury five, uh, the yep, five, five, five seed, five over the four seeds. So They're like a lot, six goals. Yeah. So nice win by them. Um, I would assume Creighton beat visitation, but two, seven matchup. You never know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, that, that score was not posted. There was one on Wednesday that popped out. Oh, Moundsview beat Irondale by one goal, 11 to 10. And isn't that a, don't people who go to Irondale live in Moundsview? Yeah. Isn't that how it works? Yep. So that's kind of a huge rival to come out of, um, like your section. Yep. They're one. Uh, yes. Nope. Uh, uh, they're in section four, I believe. Sorry, I'm opening my tabs here. Yeah. So they'll play go on as well. So that's kind of, they're in the eight, the nine and their mounds view is technically the nine. So they technically upset Irondale. Um, so, but that's kind of fun because they're such a big rival. They go on to play Stillwater. I'm sure Stillwater is going to take that over. Um, interesting in that section, just taking a look at their bracket, Hill Murray four will play Matamidi the five. That's kind of, that's going to be kind of interesting to me if Hill Murray will like take the cake on that one, because we see a lot of the, the, you know, five over four, sometimes that could be an upset potential, but I think I'm still going to take Hill Murray. Um, section five, um, ended up. We're at we have one two three four in section five, so yep. um, that that should be some pretty competitive semis. Section six, one two three four. Oh uh, yeah, it is. I didn't even know. I didn't see the scores come in. Yeah, Jefferson. we knew you were playing Jefferson, but I didn't know who beat. Yeah, um, um, Eastview Egan played. Yeah. Jeff- 14-11 game. That's pretty close game in the four five matchup. The rest of the games in this section were blowouts. Um, but I, I don't know. I think, I think the semi should be, should be solid here. Um, section eight though, uh, the Moorhead spuds mm-hmm. upset alert, red alert, but prevailed in overtime to beat St. Cloud. Yeah. The seven and escape the, uh, six, three upset the six seed upset. And that, uh, that section ended up being one, two, three, four as well. The source took a little bit of heat on Twitter for calling out the upset alert from uh, the player who scored the game winner. So I love that type of energy from I think that that's, player. Um, Mar- Sydney. Martin yeah, she big goal scorer. So um she can throw she can throw some shade. I appreciate that. I hey, love that. Yeah. If you're scoring game winners, that means someone's listening. Even yeah. if it's your first goal of the year, if you score a game winner and someone called an upset against you, throw From some the shade. Six and like a six seed upsetting a three seed, like your your that your game winner is like in that kind of game, that's a huge that's a huge thing. Absolutely. Yeah, let us have it when, um, that, said, when that type of energy goes down. Yeah, so wait, section eight is one, two, three, four. We said section five. One is still Maple Grove, two, Benil, three, Blake, four, Wyzetta. So section- one thing on section five, uh, I was blogging a little bit on what day did they play? Did Wednesday. Did do it for you? No, chat G- Chat GPT did not do uh, this blog. This blog was was 
written by me mm-hmm. uh, and very opinionated. I was just putting out some predictions. I was doubting the city of Wyzetta. I, I, I thought Hopkins was starting to heat up and, um, you know, the I, I was doubting, you know, both Wyzetta boys and girls and they shoved it right back at me and took care of business. So shout out to the Trojans. I was doubting you and you proved me wrong. I would love to see Blake upset Benelled. I would love it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, a, that's a great private school battle right there. It really is. That, that it really is. is. Like, I don't. Well, that was another one. The both boys and girls Benilde played Breck in their quarterfinal. Yeah, that's, it's interesting how that happens. I, um, I know Blake Benilde on the boys' side for lacrosse. I, maybe not so much anymore, but when I was at Blake, Blake Benilde. Um, it was very much like a, a big rivalry. I don't know if it still is. I don't know if it is in other sports or not. Um, but on the girls side, both Benilde and Blake have been really strong teams the last, I don't know, four or five seasons. I mean, Blake's been good for a hundred years, whatever in the girls side, but, um, it like that, that, that should be a really interesting game. Um, what is, what's your, maybe we should all pick like what our favorite, most interesting slash favorite quarterfinal game of the uh, of the next few days is quarterfinal or semifinal. Sorry, semifinal. So so looking at semifinals, um, because we're we're on girls. Uh, I have mine. Um, but we're gonna I'll, start. I'll what's the best? All of them. Just pick one semifinal game out of all eight sections. One game that you're most looking forward to or interested in. Well, section. I'll go first. It was making me work for it here, trying to figure out. I guess we're a little ahead of it because section four has not played their right, and section two hasn't filled in. So um... I'm. I, I still got mine, regardless. Section six, Rosemount versus Adina. I I think it's just a good. It's a. It's an interesting test for either team. I, I, I be honest, I, my scope of historical reference for Minnesota high school across is limited to the last three years. Um, Adina, I know, played in a very close game with Prior Lake two years ago in the Section 6 final. Um, and and Adina has been, you know, a topic of conversation for respect or do, you know, are they legit or not, whatever, all this stuff. Rosemount. Kind of the same deal. They've been in our ears in the DMs asking us for more attention, more coverage. I, I mean, it's a it's a prove-it game, right? Adina, come in, show that you're the one seed, show that you've earned it, show that you deserve it. Walk into this in the section six final and and blow them out or you know, have a four or five goal lead. Rosemount, if you're legit, knock them off, knock off the one seed, get the upset. Um, I don't think they'll get a home game out of it, but I, I mean, I think Section Six, shocker, right, is filled with elite matchups at, at every at every bracket position. Um, and the Adina Rosemont one really has my eye. All right, JP, that was your pick, Section Six. Uh, Ted, since you asked the question, I assume you've got one up your sleeve, given Katie and I an extra second to look. Ted, who do you got? Um, I love both semifinal games in Section Eight. Uh, you took mine. What? You took oh. mine, and I was gonna say both too, not one side or the other. Both yeah. 
elk, so you could take the other one. I'm taking Elk River Zimmerman versus Buffalo. Elk yeah. River Zimmerman has been on a heater this year. They're unbelievable. But Buffalo, after their 8-7 loss to Minnetonka, won 27 nothing to Sartell Sock Rapids, an upset win over Creighton 15-12, and then crushed Monticello 17-6 in the first round of sections. Maybe they're playing their best lacrosse of the season. It, it's going to be a tough one because Elk River is uh, Elk River Zimmerman is eleven and three this year. Uh, they are solid as it gets, but I don't know. I think this could be a pretty good game. Katie, uh... I'm. I'll switch mine then, and I'm going to take Section Seven, but I'm not ch- taking the Champlain Park Chisago Lakes game. I'm taking the other one. I'll take the Andover Centennial game. Andover's two, Centennial's three. Andover's been really high on our list, but I think maybe we're sleeping on Centennial. I still think, I don't think it's going to be upset, but I think it's going to be a really close game and a really fun game. Um, Andover went to state last year, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's kind of, that's kind of fun. So I, since you took, you took eight, I'll take seven. I feel like we're talking about the sections as if they were the, 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 districts in the hunger games a little bit and it kind of feels that way of like regions and stuff but i will take then section seven semifinal with andover and centennial the two and the three so ted i know i know you asked for quarterfinal games um but not everyone like you alluded to not everyone or sorry you asked for semifinal games not everyone is in the semifinals right and there is a game Tomorrow night, which is the day of this, the the which the, the tonight day of the uh, podcast drop, uh, which is a quarterfinal game that I have highlighted, circled. I'm I it, it, the, how we got to this point as a quarterfinal game is I I'm scratching my head on on how the, this happened, and we just had the coach on about a week ago, if a week ago maybe two weeks ago. Southwest Christian, I thought they were going to be like a four seed, maybe higher. They're the seven seed. They walk through Holy Family, and they got Eden Prairie tonight, the day of the drop. I seven JP game a JP time five p.m. JP, uh, I think you should be here if if you if if, if you can seven seven seed. I, I haven't been this excited about a seven seed, I think, in my entire life. Am I, am I going crazy here? No, we we did. It did drop in our group chat that we well, we all kind of raised our eyebrows and we're like, wow, seven, really? Um, you know, maybe we ranked them a little high in our heads, pretty undefeated. But this will be a good test for them, I think. I think if they can hang a little bit, maybe next year they're going to start getting those little bit more competitive games and they get a little bit of higher ranking. But you're right. Seven seed on like pretty much undefeated season. What were they? 12 and one. Like I, I smell an upset. I, I feel an upset. I, I don't know. Ted JP, what else do you guys got? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's certainly a possibility. Um, I, I mean, your schedule matters. I think that comes into play quite a bit in section meetings seating um and you know i i think 
it's it's a seven versus a two, right? I don't know that the two seeds are, you know, are always, um, you know, they aren't safe, I guess, in in sections this far. Uh, but you also have to think about playoff Eden Prairie is not the same as regular season Eden Prairie. Uh, they are they flip a switch come playoff time, and you know that they will be ready. They will be, um, you know, they will battle. And uh, that you know they're always an extremely tough team to play in the postseason, and um, but yeah, I, I do. This is a really cool game. I I agree, for, especially for a quarterfinal. This is probably one of the best ones, you know, as far as in all of the girls section tournaments. So, uh, it, that a great call out on that game. I do just want to take a quick pause to note the Southwest Christian full name on the MSHSL website is the Southwest Christian Jordan Mayer Lutheran Stars. Um, so that's a almost seven-word name. Uh, I absolutely love it. I think this, if Southwest wins or keeps this game super tight, throw rankings out the window. I mean, we saw it happen with the NCAA basketball tournament this year. We've had two 16 seeds win in the first round in the last four years or whatever it's been. Maybe it's been longer than that. Like, Rankings truly shouldn't matter because you don't get to pick them. Some the coaches have to come to some agreement, and and someone's gonna get the short end of the stick at some point. Who cares what you're ranked? You know, if you're undefeated or if you've got one loss and you're a seven seed, great, use it to your advantage. But throw the rankings out the window. I think this is gonna be a fantastic game, Ted. I think you make a great point. Eden Prairie playoff time, different beast. Um, so I do expect Eden Perry to pull this one out, but I, I think it's a good note for um, definitely one of the best quarterfinal games on the girls' side. Hey, this is this is the year of the upset, and uh, if 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 I slash we, I don't know who else is is jumping on my wagon. Doesn't sound like too many. Um, so whoever's jumping on the Southwest wagon, um, it could be it could be a the call of the year because I think this is the year of the upset. So a seven beating the two. I'm here for it. I've been begging for 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 close games. Give me free lacrosse. Give me overtime and give me the upsets. I'm all over this one. And uh, yeah, I'm on Southwest for uh, for this one tonight. So what's your boys semifinal pick then? We should do the boys picks. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get there. Um, did ever JP, you went right for girls. Oh, yeah, you did. I did Dinah Rosemount. Um, yeah, no, I like all those games. Uh, I'm just gonna. I need to have multi-screen set up uh, this week, or like tomorrow night, and then uh, next week. Uh, you know, obviously, I have to participate in a game myself, so I, I maybe just wheel like a little cart to the sideline, make sure to watch all the games. But uh, a lot of good matchups on the boys' side. Uh, I'm gonna pull it up here. I don't know if anybody's got one teed up. Um, but I do. All right, hit me. I'm going super basic, like your basic pick, section two, Chan Minnetonka. Ooh. Uh, that is a give, super so basic, basic pick for so a give lot me, of reasons. Give me, like, so Katie, give me your thoughts. Iced coffee with like heavy cream that it's kind of that really, really light brown, like big sunglasses, nails, Ugg boots. <laughs> Basic, your basic B pick is section two, Chan Minnetonka. Yeah, I mean Chan is. 
I, I like that game. I think it's gonna be a good game. Um, but Chan- Minnetonka's the five. Yeah, Chan's tough. Tonka's had their fair share of. Um, that surprises me. Yeah, they they've lost a lot of games, but they've all been overtime, one goal. Um, I think they're better than their record shows. Chan Aston is certainly, you know, the the favorite. If they play to their potential, I this this game. I mean, they could win by ten goals, but you know, they 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 have shown that they they have their moments where you know they other teams can play with them. So uh, Tonka certainly has the talent to compete with Chan. Um, you know, I think it just kind of depends who, which team shows up, and you know, I will say Minnetonka and Chan Hassan have had some of the most epic section semifinal games in the last five years that I've ever seen. Um, How many times is this them playing each other? Like, I feel like, like this is it every single year. In in 2016 and in 20... Like 2016, 2017, and 2018, I think, Chan was the favorite, yeah. and Tonka upset them in the semis. And then in 2019, um, Tonka had a squad and Chan was kind of, I don't want to say rebuild because they weren't, they're loaded, but Chan was the underdog and won in 2019. Uh, And so this game has always been upset potential, like throw all the rankings out the window. This game has, this game has always been upset potential, uh, I, yeah, if you're just like a fan of lacrosse, this is the game. That would be the game that I would tune into um, come semifinal time. I think that's my opinion. It's comforting. The game is comforting to me. Yeah, JP, who who are you looking at? I'm I'm thinking about this game, this Chan Hassan Minnetonka game. I, I after seeing them play, I think I, there's not much else to say. Um, Egan Sta. On Tuesday of next week, playing at six thirty. That's so Eden. predictable for you. So I mean, predictable. I'm gonna let you pick it. Be... I'm gonna let you talk about it. But like, oh, so predictable you. for you. No, thank you for letting me pick Cardiac my cats. own pick. No, it's really nice of you. Um, Cardiac Cats, man. I mean, they've been they've been upsetting people all year. They've been bringing people to the brink of of life and death, and always just putting people down. Um, absolutely love it. They played each other in the, the first game of the year, I think, for both teams, four to seven, STA one. We've talked about it, I feel like a million times on this podcast, but I, I like it's a I, classic. I'm gonna take the over. I don't think it's gonna be a four seven game. I think it's gonna be twenty plus goals. I I don't know. I really don't I STA doesn't like scoring a lot of goals in big games. And and that's not a knock. It's just that like don't expect them to you know, win in a barn burner. I think it's going to be a, a race to 10, and and I don't really know who who to pick in this one. I, I mean, without letting my bias get in the way and picking STA, I think the Cardiac Cats win in overtime, 11-10 or, or 10-9. It's going to be a fantastic game, though, I think. So are you taking – okay, you just flip-flop. Are you taking uh, yeah, the under no, or the over on 20? Uh, no, 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 on, on, the, on the line. You, you, you won 11-10. You, I said over – you're all yeah, you are all over the place. Are you taking the over? If I'm setting the line at, at, at 20 and a half, lines at 20 and a half, are you taking the over or the under? Ugh. Depending on the odds, I think I might like the over on that one. Yeah. I it's gonna be a weird game. It's just gonna be a weird game. 
It's section three. Something weird always happens. I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. But who's next? Ted, who do you got? Go. Ted, who do you got? Sorry, I, I just abused you through your who whole pick. I'm sorry, JP. State last year from section three for the boys? Woodbury. Mm, no. I don't remember that. Um, You know, I... Both the section six games are going to be good, but I'm going to, that that's predictable. Um, I'm going section eight again, the semifinal against uh, Elk River Zimmerman, or maybe it's just Elk River for the boys. I don't know. Um, no, it is Elk River Zimmerman versus St. Michael Albertville, the battle of combo cities. Uh, St. Michael Albertville. Uh, on Thursday, May 18th, lost 9-8 to Eden Prairie, one goal a game. The next game, Saturday, May 20th, lost 13-12 to Rochester Mayo. Maybe some people are like, STMA is done. Then they turn around on Tuesday, beat Chisago Lakes, their only loss of the season. Then, right after, beat Hill Murray. Then, win 10-1 to against Monticello in the first round of sections. So I I hope that this doesn't ruin the mojo of St. Michael Albertville because I feel like they love when we sleep on them. They love when PMAC counts them out. But uh, they're playing some good lacrosse right now. Elk River barely squeaked by Providence. I don't know if they're going to come out motivated by that, if they're going to be maybe thinking about it a little bit. Um, but I like this game. I think this game is going to be a physical game. I think it's going to be close. Uh, but I, I mean, we could see an upset three versus two and the uh, Knights playing great lacrosse right now. All right. For my pick, final pick of the night here for the boys. Uh, I'm going over to section five. We've got Maple Grove versus Robbinsdale Armstrong. Robbinsdale Armstrong, at you know, if you're a South Suburban guy like me, you're like, what are they doing in a section final? This team has been making noise year after year. They've been gaining attention from down the alley a little more every single year, and they went on a on a on a rip this season. Two goal loss, or sorry, two losses on the season. That is all. Uh, a one goal loss against Egan. And then their other loss was against Maple Grove, five goal game. You never know that that's that's close ish. You know, I don't know how that game went. Um, so I expect this one to be uh, less than five goal difference. I expect this one to be close. I could see Armstrong winning this game, but but Maple Grove, we we know the season they've had. They've um, you know they've been just winning games, winning games winning games. They love winning too. They went 13 and one with their only loss. I'm pulling it up. They only have one loss to uh, Chanhassen was their only loss this season. So I think this one's going to be a barn burner and uh, I could see it going to overtime. I could see it being a last minute goal. And uh, I think this one's going to be a fun one. Yeah, that, that was potentially, that was kind of the other one I was looking at. Um, should be yeah, should be a good game. Should be a battle. Um, like the girls' side, the boys have some great matchups. Um, and some rematches like like this one. Um, I don't man, what a great 
this is the best time to be a fan of high school across like section sections are just the best because you got like eight different regions of the, the Metro slash state battling it out. You got rivalries. Um, you got unlimited options to watch lacrosse every single night, basically. Um, you know, state tournaments awesome too, but sections is like state tournament eight X, right? Cause you got eight of them, eight tournaments going at once. Uh, it fires me up. Uh, and it's just the best. Yeah. Tensions are high. There's every group chat. There's new group chats for me and I'm getting random text messages. I I've got a bunch of unread since we started. So I'm gonna have to catch up on all the wannabe sources that want to give me information and, and, uh, pump their narrative. So, uh, no. Yeah. Like you, Ted said, eight Maybe tournaments looking to sell their salsa. Hey, if you want, if you got, if you're making homemade salsa, if you got a salsa company and you want me to do a review, I'll review it. I will review it. Was kind of jealous. She's like, what do you mean salsa review? And I'm like, clearly you don't listen to the podcast, but also she's like, is it spicy? And she's like, is it hot? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, I only like them. Like when my eyes are watering and I was like, you can review salsas. That's what Jess was saying. Yeah. I want, I want, I want some, it sounds like we have a similar profile of salsa we're going after. So I'm pretty sure she hates avocados though. So she's not a big guac gal. So maybe she's more compensating with the, with the salsa. But you know, I, I, when I'm eating, I like to sweat a little bit. I want my pores opening up. I want, I want to, I want to struggle through the meal. So if Jess, uh, I know apparently she doesn't listen clearly. I don't think she listens. So. so, you know, maybe maybe get her to listen to this episode and and uh, have her recommend me a salsa to review her favorite one or, or her she couple of her go-tos. She also did say today that she's like, notice how the girls' coaches put the tent on the other side of the sidelines for the boys, but you guys did help us move it back. She goes, I expect the same treatment next week. And I was like... I don't think they're going to be playing here next week. I think it's just going to be us, the Lone Rangers. So we'll have to bring, put up and tear down our own tent next week. Yeah. And we tore it down because it was too windy. Oh, it got windy. Yeah. So like, we appreciate the thought, but we didn't, we didn't well, it use was it. Hot when we played. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I was like, you can't, we're out by ourselves. So, so, any other Ted Ted JP, you know, any any other rants? I know we ranted quite a bit about food. Um, I, I had a blog about short stick D mids. I know we chatted a little bit about that. Tune in to you know check that out on uh down the alley plus down the alley podcast or pod.com. Uh it's a it's a just a free subscription if you want to check out that pod uh that blog on why short stick D mids should get more love in Minnesota. Um, any other, any, any, oh, you we know, could just end at an hour and just like live our lives with an hour. Long no, the people, the people wake up at 5 a.m. People wake up at 5 a.m. to hear us wake them up. You, do you want them to be done by 6 a.m.? They got a I whole hate to day. Say it. We should probably do something next Tuesday or Wednesday to, we probably should. Go into the people. I love to say that. I mean, because going into the set, we can't just like next Thursday be like, oh, and this is who won the semifinals without even and the final without actually. Kate, why couldn't we have just surprised them with the Wednesday morning podcast? Now you're teasing them. Now they're going to expect it. Now they'll be paying attention to us. It's a fair point. When are they going to drop it? When are they going to drop? We don't know. We don't know when we're going to drop it. 
It could be Tuesday night. It could be Wednesday afternoon. It could be Wednesday night. Ooh. People are seem like they'd be surprised that we're not also clueless in regards to running a podcast. We don't know yeah, how to talk well, about lacrosse. I think we yeah. know how to schedule things. Come on now. Yeah, they'd be surprised. Uh, Ted, look like Ted you were going to jump. Hand. Ted raised Ted. his hand about something. Ted, what I, do you got? I, I do have something. Um, A little just uh, not a rant. It's a um, it's praise for the national championship men's division one national championship and the division three I watched as well. Uh, and the semifinals just Memorial day weekend college lacrosse was absolutely epic this year. Um, you know, if you were a, somebody who was a fan of lacrosse already, you just, you loved it. But if you're someone who is new to the game and saw it on TV and checked it out, um, that, in my opinion, just specifically referencing the the final Notre Dame and Duke, I, I was I maybe was texting you, Pmac, or somebody said like this is how the game should be played and how it should be officiated and how it should be like all factors. And and I was like I couldn't agree more. It was fast paced. It was physical. It was still high skill. It wasn't like except for that one cheap hit on in the beginning of the game, it wasn't like chippy. It was just overly physical, which was great. And I think a lot of non lacrosse people noticed that and, and liked that, um, you know, obviously high intensity, absolute guys just selling out playing hurt. Um, I know like that same stuff happens on the women's side too. The game wasn't as close, but again, high level athleticism, physicality, speed of the game, ball movement, like, if you're, I, I just don't like if you didn't watch that and you're a lacrosse, young lacrosse player or a coach or a parent that's interested in the game, go back and watch those games because, like, that is a like textbook, like, textbook, like, look at like what we are trying to aspire to as like Minnesotans and coaches. And like, when we like yell at our kids for like, do this, do this, do this. Like that is what we want to see on the field. It's uh, so entertaining and so fun to watch. We watched a little bit of the game in film this week, just cause it's just like, it, it just doesn't get boring. The game doesn't get boring to watch when, even when you're rewatching, you know, the outcome, it's still fun to watch. A uh, great point about like growing the game, like with new people um, or new fans and, and young, you know, families watching the game. Uh, one of my coworkers was messaging me on Tuesday morning, like, Hey, did you watch the game? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, I watched it. Did you? And, you know, so we were chatting about the game at work and um, you know, he's got a, he's got a new player that that's just starting up this summer. So they were super fired up. And then my director is a, a freaking Notre Dame fan. So I was getting messages from him all tournament long. He's, you know, sending me Irish, this Irish, that, you know, and, and then, of course, you know they go on a heater and 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 beat our boy Jay and uh, and take uh, take the rings home. And he's you know luck of the Irish, luck of the Irish, you know all Tuesdays. So um, yeah, you know, so it's been fun even in the office. Like you know, he's just an alum, you know, not a guy who watches lacrosse on a regular basis, but he's going to watch Notre Dame sports. So he's all in on the tournament, and we got the you know the new families watching. So um, even even at you know at at work at schooler. Um, you know, we got new lacrosse fans popping up everywhere. And it's, it's so amazing to me. Like 
what what I admire, obviously the skill level and 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 speed is unbelievable and athletic ability, but just the competitiveness. Um, you know, there was that clip of Izzy Skein, uh, for Northwestern, like she scored that goal and she was like just pounding the turf, like all emotions were, were coming out. You know, uh, Pat Kavanaugh gets basically knocked unconscious, uh, and he, and he pops back up and, and, you know, no less than 10 minutes later is out there putting his body on somebody like, you know, I just got crushed and I'm just going to, like, unless I die on this field, I'm not coming off. Um, and he had a artificial hamstring made out of duct tape on his leg. I like, it's like, I, you know, I I've been with you guys thus far. I I'm not coming off. Um, and then, you know, again, special shout out to Jaden, Harry, uh, a, a kid that I basically started 36 lacrosse with, um, or, <laughs> but, but I mean, essentially with him and a couple other guys, it was just, that was what 36 was built around. Cause I, I had the pleasure of coaching him. Um, and even as a 12 year old, like dude was like the most competitive kid out there, um, and just wanted to win and, you know, goes to Duke and was one of the top Minnesota kids and, you know, bigger recruits kind of came in in front of him. So he just had to kind of, you know, earn his time on the scout team, had to take his chances when he got, you know, limited field time and goes out there in a 13, 13 game in the national semifinal and, I don't know, one of their midfielders must have been gassed or was getting the trainer and they're like, Jaden, get in there. And he goes in and scores a goal, like takes advantage of his opportunity. And it's like, that was awesome to see, like, like always be ready. Like it's a next man up, next gal up situation, right? Like you don't know when you're going to get your time. And I think, you know, dealing with, you know, coaching high school kids and middle school kids, sometimes there's the mindset of, well, I'm not a starter, so I'm just going to kind of check out when the starters are walking through stuff. But it's like, it could be you tomorrow. You, like, you don't know. Um, It could be you next possession, for Christ's sakes. And that that's what it was with Jaden. And, like, just catch lefty low to high rip. I mean, I've seen that play out thousands of times where I'm just like, oh, yeah, automatic from there. And, and he hit it. So um, shout out to Jaden. Great college career. Um, He's got, like, 12 degrees from Duke now, too. So it's like... Uh, dude just met, like optimized his time there um, and, and wish him well. Uh, back to Kavanaugh. What an absolute lunatic to yeah. play through hamstrings. I think he was a resistance band. I think yeah, they duct taped a resistance band to act as a hamstring. Whatever science that Notre Dame, the Notre Dame school was doing on him to keep him going um, shout out to the staff and then shout out to that kid just battling through being a lunatic, not being told to get off the field. So and then big shout out to him. He was on Pat McAfee. So growing the game, he goes on Pat McAfee for a half an hour interview talking lacrosse, talking college lacrosse, you know, growing the game. So, um, you know, that's a massive platform. They're about to be on ESPN. A lot of eyes on that every single day. So, um you know, a huge week for lacrosse, growing the game, getting more eyes on the sport. And so hopefully that pays long-term dividends off of a, just an awesome tournament, you know, overall. We also have, speaking of growing the game, big weekend, PLL starts this weekend. I mean, I know it's, I'll be the first to say it, not the same as college lacrosse. Uh, it's a little bit more exciting on the college end, a little bit more to play for, but I mean, I think even the skill difference from 
college across to the PLL is, is night and day. These are truly the best players in the world going out and essentially just like playing freestyle street ball across. And if you know the game even a little bit and you can appreciate how difficult it is to use a stick and throw the ball, watching these guys sling the ball around and do what they do and how quickly they do it. I mean, it'll blow your mind. Um, so definitely give it a shot. I know they're coming up here in July. So check that out if you're free for it, but PLL is coming around. We got to support the game, even if they're a little goofy sometimes. Um, so check it out. It's on ESPN. I think. Yeah, I know sometimes, you know, everyone has their opinions, especially, you know, adults, you know, whatever it's it is what it is. But they eat it up with the kids, the kids, you know, especially going there live. They they put on a it's a festival for kids watching lacrosse, being around lacrosse. Um, You know, I would say that's their biggest strength, you know, getting the kids in the game. Um, You know, gr- they're doing a good job growing the game, you know, for the kids. So you, you have to appreciate that at least for sure. For sure. Um, well, we got more playoff games right around the corner, you know, like we previewed, um, you know, according to Katie, we might, we might tease an episode. Maybe, maybe you don't have to wait a full week. Maybe after all that, we won't, maybe we won't do it. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe Katie will shut that down right after we get off the mics here. Um, but you know, kudos to the teams battling. You guys are putting on awesome scores, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of close games and it's going to keep you know, getting closer and closer as we get in the semifinals and the finals, um, you know, good luck to all the teams all around the state battling. And, uh, you know, we'll be talking semifinal and section finals at least once, maybe two times next week. Adios. Adios.